I think 2018 is going to be our first war on Christmas, just like full out mall shooting. I, I, I want to like, yeah, I want like an, <laughs> I want an actual war on Christmas. I want like Christmas trenches and like, oh yeah, Christmas tanks. You know, I'm of the I'm of the faction that believes we need to wage a perpetual war for Halloween. <laughs> till, till Halloween for, absorbs every other holiday. Exactly. For perpetual Halloween. Yeah, it's um <laughs> people don't know this, but Leon Trotsky originally came up with the concept of perpetual Halloween where we go and where you go into other countries that don't have Halloween and you make every holiday Halloween. I feel like there's a metaphor for um going in and taking their resources and stuff. No, just their candy. All of their candy. <laughs> All of their candy. You set them free. You take their candy. Exactly. Liberate them from their candy. I think that's honestly possibly the only thing that could unite leftism. <laughs> we what? A war for Halloween to take over Christmas? Exactly. <laughs> it's a dope. I prove. I don't want to shoot my load too quick, but he uh, he unfollowed me on Twitter, eh? Oh no! I didn't even I know didn't... Boogie. Oh. He followed me on. We followed each other. Oh my but god! But it was a hate. It was a hate fuck follow. He followed, <laughs> like he followed me, and then I like waited a couple days and followed him back. But he like hate fuck followed me. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the one that sent. You, he sent you like that huge like wall of text in your inbox, yeah. didn't he? No, no. I think that was um, flying over trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was him. It's impressive to see like the lengths he will go to to be liked by everyone you know what i mean boogie was like fucking arguing with me which is like whatever like i'm always gonna like i don't want to say come off as civil but i could tell he was trying to get me to be like an asshole so he could screenshot something and hell yeah oh look at this guy and then it's like justified when i get a bunch of fuckweeds coming after me nice which is like so like i would always like no one to pull the reins and like back off and then I guess he pissed off Brienne somehow, and she went on her Twitter, and he was, like, responding to her, and it's like, Brienne is the scrappiest person I know. She will pull out any stop to piss someone off. I love her. <laughs> awesome. It, it is very awkward that when I contacted you, because it's, like, Brienne and Matt, and I'm like, okay, who am I talking to? We like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Awesome. It was, like, 50-50, you were going to get one of us tonight. How do we know you're not just Brienne with, like, a voice changer? We don't. I guess you don't. Damn. Or that this is Brienne's That's... voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like this level of of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> this is our spooky Scooby-Doo episode for Halloween. Can you discover who Matt really is? Pull off the mask and it's Boogie. Oh, my, oh God. my God. The whole time. He's infiltrated our podcast to tell us to convert us all to centrism. To and tell then, you about the logical sane middle. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready to talk about the logical sane middle. Are we oh, ready to, to begin? <laughs> yeah. Ready when you are. Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am Alton, your host. With me as always is Reese. Hello, it is me, Reese. And today we have a very special guest with us, Matt of Brianne and Matt on Twitter and oh, the YouTube. Hello. Hi. Yes, and we have a very special episode planned. Our first uh, duck hunt, if you will, 
of the podcast dedicated strictly to talking about everyone's favorite centrist, Boogie2988. And I am aware of Boogie, Mm -hmm. but I have not, until his like big, you know, uh, notable, extremely offensive things he said, I I was not. (laughs) <laughs> I was not on his, you know, his his his, his greatest hits. His recent one uh, are, are are really all I'm aware of. Just kind of vaguely is like, oh, this sounds like this guy's a dipshit. So mm-hmm. I look forward to being the student to oh, yes. my uh, to my dual senpais here. Indeed, as a loathsome gamer, I am. I must admit that I have actually watched Boogie in the past and was at one point a subscriber of his. Um, probably up until like the 2016 election where just like, I got sick of his annoying, cowardly centrism. And so Matt, what is your history with Boogie? Uh, my personal history with Boogie, um, Mm -hmm. if I'm pulling from our scrapbook is I basically released a video, um, called Boogie 298 in the logical sane middle. (laughs) And like, I was making fun of him because... (laughs) off as like a piece of shit on the h3 podcast and i was just kind of like making fun of some of the stuff he said like there was a lot of really bad stuff he said but like i was really just picking on him like kind of ribbing him like kind of friendly until the end where he kind of like tokenized the death of heather Hare, but like blamed anita sarkeesian for some reason 100 percent, one of the hottest takes in gamer history like take that video game feminist anita sarkeesian how could you have done this how could you have gotten behind the wheel of that car in Charlottesville and run over that protester? How how could you? Other notches on Anidia Sarkeesian's belt include JFK, RFK, and uh, 9-11. Not, definitely 9-11. 9-11. God, it is well known uh, that um, Osama bin Laden was a gamer. <laughs> Yo, he actually had like Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, shit emulators were on his computer that they found. Uh, that and like some weird uh, porno poker game. Oh, yeah. I see, so yeah. Real talk, though, gamers responsible for nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Hell yeah. That And that is our podcast. Thank you for listening. We look forward to your fan mail. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so I like, I fucking drop this video and I like passively kind of pick on him a little bit, but like in my mind, it was always just like I was ribbing him. I was just kind of like, just you said something stupid. I'm not going to let you forget. And like, you know, when I I think I had like less than 1100 followers on Twitter, I had at the time less than 500 YouTube subs. So in my mind, it was like, he doesn't know I exist. So he drops the uh, there's a silver lining to the Holocaust. And I I got my buddy Devin, (laughs) shout out to Devin Santi, who is a very talented musician. And I was just at work and I just messaged him when I just like read about it. And I'm like, hey, can you like make me a soulful song about how Boogie needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then the shut the fuck up Boogie song came out and it was really funny and everyone was having a good time. And then Boogie showed up in my mentions like <laughs> mad as fuck, but he was doing the I'm not mad. You know, I'm not fussed about this, but I'm really fucking mad. Like he That's was awesome. fussed. Yeah. That is the best part about Boogie. 
He acts like a really nice guy, but he's so sensitive that he can't help but get severely pissed off when you poke him. Sorry, um, can we back up one second? And for me, who is... This has been all on my periphery. Um, I checked out some of your stuff, Matt, uh, when Thank you. Alton mentioned it. And, you know, it was it's funny, but I, I would like a bare bones, who is Boogie? I, what, why am I, why is he in our collective lives? He's a gamer. And gamers are the most important people. Indeed. So he, Not so he's politicians. A streamer. He's a Twitch streamer, gamer. He vlogs. He was, he's kind of like an OG YouTuber. I think his account is from like yeah. 2007. I would say, basically, uh, what Matt said, he started off incredibly early in the history of YouTube and had like one viral success very early on, which is like the magic, his magic, the gathering video with Francis, where he basically yeah. just pretends to be um, a big dumb nerd who gets angry at things, which um, Boogie is my favorite Francis character. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the Francis cracks. So he had, he had the, he would do like the Francis character and he was kind of back when the, uh, Back in the kind of like nostalgia critic era of like YouTube doofuses of you know just goofballs who would just go on and make these kind of like silly YouTube videos and have and like many of these people have grown to have absurd political opinions they're constantly talking about. Oh hell yeah! It's not nearly as cool as John Jafari going from like yay Ooh. he's doing the bird videos and now it's just like oh. Oh, John, don't say that. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, I feel like I'm a little caught up now, because I wasn't sure about the origin. Now we can go into a little bit more of a Boogie as a person. So, as we said before, I would say he's primarily famous for his vlogging. I've never bothered to watch his Twitch streams, and I never will. But, um, as I said, I used to watch his videos... Um, relatively frequently. And basically, if you want to know the kind of person that Boogie is, is that he grew up, essentially, in a very abusive uh, working-class household. And so he has his fair share of demons. And unfortunately, one of the ways in which that manifests is that Boogie is basically a self-admitted coward. And it's very evident in pretty much every action he does in that he is absolutely terrified of people not liking him. Which, as even with our pitiful, minuscule amount of internet success that we've had, we are aware that there's no way in hell on this sort of medium you can make everyone happy. Uh, so he's just got like one of the worst possible afflictions that you could have as somebody with a great deal of fame and influence, and that is responsibility and the fact that doing some the right thing sometimes makes you unpopular. And I I definitely want to add to this that like I know a lot of people who have gone through similar similarly what he's gone through. I I mm. know like who've had shitty lives and like lots of people have shitty lives and are broken in like a lot of different ways 
they managed not to tweet it or retweet someone with fucking SS in their Twitter. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. In, in general, I would say really what we're trying to do, or at least what I envisioned for this podcast is we sort of dissect the, the boogie phenomena and uh, how that sort of relates to like the wider issue of like people who believe that centrism is somehow being smart well, that wherever the middle is is the smartest place to be that's exactly the big brain. that's the big brain club i just wanted to get out that out there that we're not i'm not trying to like i don't know i don't hate boogie well i have been mean to him like mm-hmm. I, I i especially in my first video at one point i called him a useless sack of meat which i <laughs> did never never sat right with me so boogie if you're listening i don't think you're a useless sack of meat um, but don't defend Sargon of Akkad in the future. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It sounds like he's a more sympathetic figure than a lot of these dipshits, like in comparison to Ant-Man or, I don't know, you know... Sargon. A- yeah, Sargon, exactly. It seems like there's a, there's a more interesting texture at play here. But like when you have a big platform like that and you're... Blaming the death of Heather Heyer on Adidas Sarkeesian, and you're saying the things about gay people that you say, and the things about the Holocaust that you say, oh like, you need to get shit. Like, you need to experience uh, people telling you that this is not okay. And, like, well, um, I'm just trying my best to synthesize the smartest take isn't a defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just shows a, devoid, a void of empathy on his part in service of this this cowardice as you put it Brienne has weighed in on it so many times where she her her opinion of that is like if you don't like it when you get an emotional response from people you can't you you are unable to talk about emotional topics so just don't you don't get a seat at the table that is like the most significant thing about boogie is that he clearly has no fucking clue what he's talking about ever, especially when it comes to politics. And yet he still feels the need to weigh in every single time, like without fail, even on topics nobody was talking about, like the fucking Holocaust. Who like, why? Why did you have to bring up the analogy of the Holocaust having like a silver lining? Just, uh, Even as he was saying that, I'm pretty sure he's like, I, I know I'm going to get shit for it. And then he was surprised when he got shit for it. And it's like, mm-hmm. what were you expecting, my friend? Like, like when, when we released the Shut the Fuck Up Boogie video, it, it was really just friendly advice. Like, just close your goddamn mouth. Yeah, literally, John Jafari is arguably an even dumber, way worse person than Boogie. And I believe in recent months... That John has learned the cardinal rule to shut the fuck up. He has talked about it twice since it happened. Once when he released his My Response video and another time on the H3 podcast. He kind of glazed over it. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. H3 podcast seems oh, like yeah. a fermenting ground for some fucking reactionary bullshit. I mean, like they have fucking Joey salads on there. They're not going to grill John Tron, right? Well, it sounds, too, like he's part of this big crew, which I would include H3H3, um, mm. and 
of just like people with massive platforms that are unwilling to take any kind of like moral stand on the subject and kind of like they argue uh you know having jordan peterson on even though he has you know the horrific beliefs about women um is just asking you know just asking questions just talking Mm -hmm. to a popular figure and that they shouldn't be criticized or that they shouldn't or i don't know that there's there's some kind of gap of responsibility between uh, what they do with their platform and what happens on it. I don't know. They definitely don't understand the responsibility that comes with like four million eyes on you. Because mm-hmm. Boogie goes on the H three podcast and he's like, Oh well <laughs> gay people should have waited ten, twenty years. Yeah, twenty years to get married. It's like what? It's like some fucking kid. It's like the South Park thing and when you're in high school or junior high and you heard everyone every kid had their political opinion was just South Park. It's like that some kid now, that's going to be his fucking political opinion. And he was probably going to carry that for a while. You did that. Like, just don't. It's damaging. I mean, that's my take is that usually when I see stuff like that on the H3H3 podcast or whatever version of that goes on and people are talking about it, I'm just like a large number of the people who saw that are young, disaffected men, probably, who uh, are you know, probably don't have a lot of connection to the outside world, and they're going to internalize that. When they get pushed back, uh, they're not going to understand why they're getting pushed back because they listen to these dipshits. Um, and I don't know. It's uh, it's th- that's why I feel like very okay with making these kind of semi dunk hunt type episodes about these people, just being like, "Fuck these people." You know, maybe there's something sympathetic about them, but, mm-hmm. you know, you you preach this to a large platform of many young people, you're doing harm. That's the long and the short of it. And now that we've had our serious discussion, I'd like to get to actually reading some of the funny, funny bullshit that Boogie gets himself into by being so fucking oblivious. So, this comes to us from Flying Over Trout, who unfortunately... Didn't want to, didn't want to come onto the podcast to even talk about Boogie at all. They've got history. Yeah, Boogie has been making the rounds at least like last week or so. In that, uh, he quote tweeted somebody agreeing with him. Uh, and who would like to read this tweet out? It's very, it's very nice. Oogie Boogie two nine eight eight tweets uh, retweets someone with the comment, "It wouldn't hold your breath." but it is a nice fantasy. And what they're responding to is a tweet that says, you give me faith that people might one day start respecting each other instead of turning anyone into a different opinion into an enemy. <laughs> and that person is SS Chancellor of Funny SS. And for reference, their avatar was a skeleton with an SS uniform. So Yeah, they, they were a Nazi. Oh my jokes. God. Okay, His jokes. fucking description is amazing. Chancellor of Funny SS at Schultzfire. I'm not a fucking Nazi. This is all memes and shit. Don't attack Boogie because you can't tell what a joke is. Oh, oh my god. I'm convinced. And then, oh, he has so many tweets that are just like, I think it's ethnic cleansing time. Oh my god. Did you see where Boogie got mad at me for this one? Oh, I don't know if I did. Oh, fuck. I'll see if I can find the thread for you. I'm sorry. There's going to be some tic-tacking here for a second. That's fine. We'll keep reading out these incredibly good, awful tweets. 
And then here's another one from Chancellor Funny. Why is it neo-Nazis all have the same shades? Style is so fucking whack. Time to get back to the sexy-ass uniforms. <laughs> like, this Man. is a person whose problem with neo-Nazis is that they don't wear actual Nazi uniforms. Oh, God. Unfortunately, this is in common with... For a brief amount of time, I'm not sure if I talked about it on the pod, uh, I had a roommate who was discovered to be a neo-Nazi. Mm-hmm. But he was very much like, but his uh, argument for it was, it's just like, I just like the way that the flag looks. I like the way <laughs> that the uniforms look. I think it's a very interesting style. And oh you have to God. just be like, okay, well, I'm going to start looking for apartments on Craigslist. And then one day <laughs> I come in. He's day drunk watching Holocaust documentaries, taking notes, going, this doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, no. This is, this is so true. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I've got a link to the thread, and um, it's fucking wild. But at the end, someone else chimes in, and it's like, we're, we're all like ganging up and trying to like confront him. And at one point, Boogie tells this other person who's chimed in that... Um, by criticizing Boogie and criticizing this kid who has his meme page or whatever, um, he is passively supporting people like Richard Spencer. What? Uh, I so don't know. Guide us through <laughs> this fucking gal- galaxy brain shit. <laughs> uh, the left is, are the real Nazis. They that's, are. And that's what I keep hearing. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's your tweet where you say. Do you feel that retweeting a Nazi may have contributed to this dip? And, and then Boogie's just like, whoa, when did I do that? Oh, wait, never mind. It's you again. Rawful. I thought you meant an actual Nazi and not just someone you disagree with. Phew. <laughs> and then Got me. the picture of Chancellor of Funny SS. I mean, SS. I mean, oh, my God. That means one thing. And then he's like, I don't know if you have the ability to tell, but it's clearly a parody account. Here's what it currently looks like. Without Nazi symbols. (laughs) And then, of course, the ultimate irony of Boogie retweeting this guy is that he ended up getting this fucker banned off of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, the guy got (laughs) banned and had to get rid of all the Nazi shit. Oh my god, it's so fucking beautiful. You know, I have to say they did get one thing right. Everyone that I disagree with, I call a Nazi. If you think Voyager is better than Deep Space Nine, you are a Nazi. If you find golf fun to watch, you are a Nazi. Uh, if you enjoy uh, the taste of onions, you're a Nazi. It's just across the board. Fuck, I'm a Nazi. Uh, I like oh, onions. No. Shrek liked onions. Shrek's a Nazi. Oh no! <laughs> uh, thumbnail achieved. <laughs> I do love Brienne, and I love her response to Boogie. And this was a uh, maybe we don't understand what makes it funny. Maybe you should explain the joke. <laughs> oh, the joke is perfect for the Holocaust. That's the ultimate punchline. I mean. I, I honestly feel as though it's possible to joke about the Holocaust, but if you're a Nazi, it's not a fucking joke. Let's be real. Yeah, but, I mean, the the joke would require, you know, a punchline and set up in some kind of, like, ironic juxtaposition to show, you know, whatever is humorous you're trying to commit. Just being like, Holocaust is legit, 
knock that out of the comedy part. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, it's more like, haha, the, no- the Holocaust never happened. But wouldn't it be good if it did? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the joke. That's er- that's the joke every fucking time. It's just like they can't help but like, but like follow up that joke with just like, but wouldn't it be good if it was? Yeah, real? but at that point, it's not a joke. They're just mm-hmm. testing the water. I mean, that's that's like the whole thing Nazis do with humor is they don't actually they don't actually give a shit about being funny. They just want to like test the waters and like they want to lure people in with like ah ha ha funny meme, but. Would, don't you want to believe it? So here's where Boogie gets really galaxy brain. Oh, good. Let's see what this is. So Oogie Boogie 2988 says, We can go after the fucking jokes when you stop passively supporting Richard Spencer by picking on kids who make jokes instead. <laughs> passively supporting Richard Spencer. Boogie, you passively supporting Richard Spencer by picking on kids who make jokes instead? I guess he's implying that if you that kids are making Holocaust jokes now, like okay, okay, and that you're supporting Richard Spencer by telling kids not to do that. I think we're it's because we're focusing our energy away from Richard Spencer um, mm. onto kids making jokes because I, see, I, see. I, I think Boogie doesn't have object permanence <laughs> and doesn't understand <laughs> focus energy at, at two things at once. Maybe that's so. the that's the only explanation that has made anything close to sense because it's such a galaxy brain take. It's really off the wall. Yeah, but it's it's not surprising. That's the thing. Well, he seems to have this idea that people shouldn't criticize him because he does stupid, bad things sometimes. Um, because there are people like Richard Spencer that he thinks deserves ire more than him. It's like somehow he thinks that some he should be immune from criticism because there are worse people. You know, it's like it. it I think it's like that joke we made a while ago, Reese, where it's just like you can't criticize anyone because they're literally not Hitler. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> if if you joke about anything other than Hitler, uh, you're supporting Hitler. Exactly. And if you joke about Hitler in a negative way... Why are uh, you coming at Richard Spencer like that when you could be focusing on Hitler? Isn't Hitler worse? Passively supporting Richard Spencer by not <laughs> directing your Twitter ire at Hitler. You are supporting the vile Zelda... By playing Mario. <laughs> that makes just as much sense, but okay. I mean, that's 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 my deeply held belief, so me and Boogie are on the same team now. Oh no. <laughs> now you're a white nationalist. So yeah, so, to summarize, the things that Boogie has done recently is that he said that there was a silver lining to the Holocaust because it fucking gave people... Uh, bodies to experiment with to you know discover the limits of human hypothermia or whatever hugely discredited myth uh-huh and it just like and then he did the thing where he said anita sarkeesian and not nazis was responsible for the death at heather hire at like uh fucking charlottesville gay people should wait for 20 10 to 20 years for rights yeah gay people should wait 10 to 20 years for rights I mean, honestly, and oh, here's a here's a great one from here from Boogie. He's like, 
Also, I am white and have a penis, and many people seem to think that makes me innately at fault. God, I'm a, I manage him like saying that to a room at a panel or something. <laughs> like next time he does his cyberbullying panel, he just gets up and says it in like a very robotic tone. Oh my god! God, that is a perfectly crafted opening. To it sounds any, like a, any it statement. Sounds like a, it sounds like a drill tweet. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh, here's the title of one of his fucking live streams: "Sell Out Sunday." Daddy needs shekels. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the one where we were all picking on him for the SS stuff he uh, streamed that night, where he his stream was titled, like, Not a Nazi. Oh Come my watch God. me not be a Nazi. All right, if you want, like, some insight into Boogie's how Boogie's mind works and just how pathetic he is as, like, a person, um, watch the video crossover of him and Internet Comment Etiquette where they go after, like, the anti-gay comments in one of Boogie's videos, which, you know, it's, it's good fun. They, like, go after the people in his comments, and he's like, oh, yeah, I care about gay people. I'm not a monster, whatever. And then right at the end, it's just like, oh, and now these comments will go away, right? And then in our comment, it's like, uh, nope, nope. And then he gets, like, really upset and mad because, like, you've ruined me. And then he makes a fake video where he apologizes um, to all the fucking hateful shitheads. He pretend apologizes, right? But to me, that is really indicative of how he actually works in that he will support your right to live only so much as nobody fucking opposes him. And then he will immediately crumble I have a question for the two experts here. What to what degree of all of this is him leaning into his business model, quote unquote? You know, I'm sure after Boogie gets uh, screamed at, people want to swing by the like the next Twitch stream to see what he says or to see if the controversy continues. Is he that self aware? Is that an element here? I don't think he's that self aware, but he definitely like. When he says something heinous, he and like people on the left are pissed off at him and like trying to call him on his bullshit. He gets hugboxed by uh, right wing people a lot. And that happens in his streams. You get like people posting Pepe memes and saying insanely racist stuff, but they're like, they're donating and they're like, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. So I, I will hand it to like the alt right types on that. They definitely am. Um, <laughs> no, which is not a good sentence to say. This is this is my Holocaust silver lining moment. <laughs> um, they definitely know how to court him and like almost use his platform and shit like that. I guess like they just have to hug box him every time he fucks up. My God! And I think another thing to say about Boogie is that he is pretty much a gamergator. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He is not like he like I said. He doesn't actually have the courage to come out and say that at all, but. He firmly believes that it was actually about ethics and it wasn't just a smokescreen to harass people, which is an interesting issue. Um, There's a very good video that I'm struggling to remember who made it at this moment, but it basically talks about how there are two different types of the Gamergator crowd, people who genuinely believed it 
and then those who use those people essentially as a screen of legitimacy to the total biscuit crowd mm-hmm, use that as a screen of legitimacy to just harass people and be miserable shitheads and it's a very very good video if i can remember what it is uh, i will link it in the show description I remember like seeing a tweet recently where it's like someone was like outright asking Boogie to denounce Gamergate and he was just, like having a meltdown being like, you know, I'm against like harassing people. Why are we even having this conversation? It's like, just say it. <laughs> just say it, bro. Say the, Gamergate uh, was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody who does uh, an Anidia Sarkeesian pull at at this point in history, who is not like a follower of niche feminist YouTube channels is definitely in some way, shape or form supporting some of the more heinous elements. Um, because mostly, you know, there was a groundswell of support after the insane harassment, but nobody really on the left is like linking her videos or anything like that. The heat's died down. And I think that that's how feminist frequency likes it but uh, the people who still have that that hate that inner hatred from 2014 that they they can't let go of that grudge they'll still let it slip out every now and again i do want to say that like i don't think boogie is like a bad person and like to be honest i was just kind of ribbing him but he needs he needs like a fucking wake-up call that's all he needs a fucking he needs a fucking PR manager and not the one from GOG. <laughs> <laughs> um my final thought is just basically to kind of re-underscore the the idea of that that centrist no matter what the Overton window is being in the center of it as uh, being smart is like an incredibly I don't know. It's just a loathsome kind of like mm-hmm. tactic to just not have any responsibility for the bad opinions that you have because you're 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 framing it as empathy, and I find that to be uh, but it's 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 honestly vile because it's it's a tactic to excuse some of the worst things. Um, and I wish I had a good joke to encapsulate this, but that's that's my thought and everything I see with him is just like I see the tragedy within <laughs> within boogie but like it's it's just gross yeah boogie is sort of the tragic character um that we must fight not because he is necessarily bad but because he has no fucking clue what he's doing and in in flailing and thrashing around in his ignorance he is causing more damage than any kind of good i would just like to read this one line um from when we were talking about him in uh, PM, and where I said that um, he's basically the Pokemon it hurt itself in confusion of people. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think is very true. It just seems like he's, he's always just opening his mouth and inserting both feet directly inside. All right, and with that, I think that's it for the Boogie 1488 sentiment. We should move on to our next uh, topic, which honestly, I just wanted to bring this up as like a contrast to Boogie, is somebody in the elevated, famous gamer sphere uh, saying something that isn't shitty and fucking pissing off all of his disgusting troglodyte fans, which is, of course, Markiplier. 
Now, I have no idea what Markiplier's political positions are, if he's ever expressed them before. But essentially, recently, he tweeted out this. Three simple truths. One, I am untall. Two, I am tallant. Three, you can't define trans people out of existence. Which I think is a good sentiment, and I'm very... I, I think it's good that Markiplier has stepped outside of his little gamer zone to make a statement like this. And, like, he, he's a Let's Player. He's got a lot of, like, young fans that hang on to every word he says. And, like, you know, that's that's a good thing to say. Markiplier, I would say, in an interesting fashion, I've also watched Markiplier before and, you know, watched some of his videos and some of his life story. And I would say that where Boogie has the capacity to be a good person but is overall too cowardly and inept to actually follow through with that because he crumbles the minute he meets opposition that surprisingly that's only when it's attacks from the right never when it's from the left for for whatever reason uh we know why but markiplier is the sort of person i would say he's like a genuinely good person and i would say that this tweet is at least some indication of that fact and that i'm sure he knew he was going to get shit for this but he probably didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I only kind of know Markiplier vaguely as just like a, a you know gaming personality brand more so than anything else. Mm. So other other than that, this is really the only personal kind of touch I've seen from him, and you know, impossible to to argue with. It's it's pretty good that somebody to actually speak up because not very often that we see uh, brands, even though, you know, the brand is a person um, in this case, which probably makes it easier. We so often don't get these kind of underscoring, just like basic statements of kind of like, this is the moral line here. If you don't like it, you know, fuck off. And I, I don't think that that, you know, he didn't say that, but that's, that's implied a little bit with the kind of like definitiveness of the statement. Yeah. I mean, like there, there was to contrast this, there was a, a tweet by shoe on head that I definitely oh made God. fun of her for. And the language she used, like she was obviously shocked and upset by it, but it was kind of like, Oh, if this happens, it, it'll erase trans people. And it's like kind of not making it definitive, you know? and kind of not really taking a stance. Shoe on Head is another one of the people I would say are absolutely dipshit centrists who <laughs> almost always lean right when it push comes to shove. And yet, in, in that instance, she was very much acting all shocked and offended by what was happening. By a byproduct of what she has made her small fortune on. Mm-hmm. I believe that there was some somebody who like took screen caps of like that tweet versus something she had said earlier as a sort of ironic twist. She said right after uh, or during the lead up to Trump being elected. I'm not oh, sure. Oh exactly yeah, when, that's right. But, but it, it basically saying well, we don't know. You know, you you like to make all these assumptions about Trump because you're close minded liberals. And and obviously, you know, to anybody in this call, you know, it was obvious how, you know, straightforward that the Republican platform he was going, you know, Mike Pence was his vice president who, 
you know, has done horrific things against gay and trans people, literally has blood on his hands because in his camps, his re-education camps, say it's better to commit suicide than be gay. So it's just like these people don't want to look even a little bit into that they just have to have the oh come on you do you don't know he hasn't explicitly said it even though it's really fucking obvious and then just like the fake shock uh afterwards or just i don't know maybe she is that dumb but i don't know as matt would say both sides both sides both 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 sides (laughs) for her i think if she generally like she knows that she is like if she were to come out and be like fuck Trump and fuck conservatives, that's mm. like 75k subs out the window. Pretty much. I mean, her boyfriend's an unrepentant Trump apologist chud. Yeah. Who, of course, once it started becoming obvious that Trump was deeply, deeply unpopular and also just completely stupid as shit and borderline incoherent, you know, the logical the logical cure-ass fucking he had to come out and be like oh well you know he started doing the centrism bullshit too which honestly uh what was his fucking name again the logical armor man the armored skeptic oh even worse yeah (laughs) his avatar is like a knight in armor but he's got like the eyebrow cocked a little bit somehow eyebrow cocked and he's in a fucking suit yeah yeah oh god it's so fucking cringy Oh, man, you guys are really inspiring me to bring back the incel pope. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the incel, the incel logic armor has also been making overtones to the the logical sane middle uh, where they uh, magically both sides are the same and they're both bad. And what we really need is compromise. And of course, none of these people have voted for like a Democrat in their life, probably. There was a whole thing um, right when Trump was elected. H3H3 says it. Sky Williams says it, who is not quite as bad, but definitely is uh, leaning in that spectrum. It's just like everybody has to say, is like, well, listen, is it so wrong to hope that he's a good president? Is it so <laughs> bad to think that maybe Ooh. things might turn out to be better? And it's just like, n- no, but you're don't be fucking stupid like read the room like just take a look for a second it's such a like cowardly like outward just being like well you know we gotta rally around the president because this is our country god it's just like i love my big wet president who eats nothing but mcdonald's happy meals (laughs) for every meal of the day thank you sir yeah but he doesn't eat the buns so it's healthy god you're right i've been owned the important thing is that he likes to honk the horn on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like a fucking five-year-old. He eats the fucking Happy Meals. He honks the horn. God. It's incredible. We live in the most incredible of times. I, I'm, I'm really happy I'm not of Amer- an American person some days. Oh, really? Are you in the Canada? I am. All we got is Prime Minister Michael Scott, and he's not that bad. He's a fucking neolib. Like, I don't know what to expect. It's better than this. Yeah. Like, comparatively, you know, we certainly love criticizing the neolibs around here, but, like, comparatively, mm. it's, it's things are so bad here. It's just be like, you look at Canada, and you're just like, please, 
invade please, us. Please, maple syrup daddy. Please invade us. Please take me away. Please burn down the White House again. <laughs> yeah, you have our permission to launch a war on the United <laughs> States, by the way. <laughs> Just get it done. I'll, I'll go do that tomorrow. I'll be the first one. President G, you may fire when ready. <laughs> bring it up at the meeting. Oh, I'll bring boy. it up at the next Canada meeting. Excellent. Well, we've covered that topic. So last on our list of delicious, juicy topics is, of course, Red Dead Redemption. And, oh my god, despite the fact that gamers were not less than a week ago getting mad at the game for including black cowboys, now they cannot help but defend it if it gets, if it gets like a 9 out of 10. Honestly, oh, no. honestly, it gets, just gets worse every fucking year. Like, I remember when it was like, oh, they got mad at like a 7 out of 10. Then they got started getting mad at 8 out of 10s. Now it's gotten to the point where you can literally give a game 9 out of 10. And some people will still be fucking furious. Well, one, I think, notable wrinkle to this too is that, in general, big triple a drops like this are less common because they're they're so expensive and like games as a service is a thing that you know grand theft auto um used to be rockstar would have something again in a couple years but they could just keep getting value out those shark cards so the gamers don't have the same amount of uh meat to sink their teeth into so when they have a big moment like that they just kind of freak the fuck out about it and boy howdy have they ever uh we've got so many <laughs> like little things here would you like to would you like to guide us through this mystery i believe you compiled most of these i'm gonna read this one from mr gehab first because i think it is <laughs> it's i don't know i love it okay so uh GameSpot gave uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 a 9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. And uh, this here, I won't read the tweet because the tweet gives it away, but Sashwat4 responds, I expected a 9 as soon as I heard a female voice. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. The like to dislike ratio is insane. Oh my god, it's 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 one it's, to one. Literally, it's like 500 upvotes to 500 downvotes on a video which gave this game a 9 out of 10. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh my god. I'm going to link it so you can look directly at it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to look it in the eyes. Uh, where's the Keepo Man tweet? Okay, okay. this, uh, I think this guy is from DBHQ. And he has checking in on the gamer's reaction <laughs> to a 3.5 out of 5 score. Oh, boy. Little JoJo says, Remove your review now! Decorus says, Rubbish of analysis. This mediocre magazine only gains visibility when it makes these dirty clickbaits. Deplorable journalists and a revelant site clone. Little JoJo says, <laughs> Remove your review! Little Jojo says, <laughs> "Fuck you! Remove you! Review, bitch!" And that's 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 that's, that's word for word. Fuck you! Remove you! Review, bitch. <laughs> and then Mario also says, "Remove the review." <laughs> oh damn, Mario's on the case now, son. 
Oh, Ed Butler. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. These little bootlickers. You want to read this one? So this is the review that's knocking the Metacritic down to 97. Your re- career as a reviewer is over. Lost all credibility. You, sir, are a bellend. Oh, my God. Holy guacamole. People who are obsessed with the fucking Metacritic score are the worst. Like, they are the lowliest form of gamer. Like, literally harassing people because they're like, you're the one that's bringing it down to a 97, an incredibly high score, but you are ruining it. Can can I just, like say that like these are the same gamers that like a couple years ago that were they were concerned about ethics ethical practice, video <laughs> game, game journalism, journalism. <laughs> like, like these fucking to be a video game journalist like you have to be braver than a police officer like braver than the fuck. troops <laughs> braver than the troops and chris plant of polygon was talking about since so many uh, review bonuses are tied to a metacritic score that mm. it's really only the like kind of weird or enthusiast press even bothers to put a Metacritic uh, review down because any site that's semi reputable and is afraid they might review a game badly, like doesn't want to like fuck with people's bottom lines. So it's funny too, from this end of that, it's already like spun positive by an absurd degree. Um, but the rage continues. All right, and I have dibs on the worst one. Oh All my right. god. Oh, James so Henley. Good. James Henley says, "We know the guy's name, and with 5 minutes of searching, you can even learn what he looks like and the approx area of where he lives. Sooner or later, he gonna be walking around some true gamers, and that is the time to punish this loser. What? This fake gamer who writes clickbait articles to get attention. Let's just go find him and show him real gamer attention. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a fucking death threat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you true. like cowboy game more, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> so oh. uh, So really uh <laughs> Were they socialized as children? For going from dumbass to straight up criminal in our, <laughs> our salt mine segment. Can't fucking deal cannot fucking deal. Just amazing. This person thinks that like True gamers are like, I have no fucking clue. Like, it's going to be like Inglorious Bastards, and the true gamers are all going to show up to fight the gaming journalists. Yeah. That's a that's a fancy Kotaku uh, <laughs> uniform you've got on there. <laughs> and then you're going to take it off at some point. Oh, my God. He needs those SJW scalps. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you to... Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Thank you to Kipo Man for these tw- these responses, and thank you for following me on Twitter. Hell yeah, God, there's so many good ones, and I think <laughs> that we'll wrap up tonight. Well, so- I want to just just sure. underscore the the one Metacritic comment from EGM's review, and this is the tone you have to give Red Dead Redemption to please the gamers. And listen, if you enjoy Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, I haven't played it, you know, I have my suspicions that I won't like it, but if you're having a good time, that's great. But this is absurd. 
one of the most gorgeous, seamless, rootinous, tootinous games ever made. And if you voluntarily miss out on it, you're either not a gamer or in a coma. <laughs> oh no, they're going to take my fucking gamer card away. Oh no. How am I going to get me and my true gamer friends to assault people? <laughs> exactly. Technically speaking, I'm actually just in a coma, and um, you're all figments of my imagination. I suspected it. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's my explanation for this. Before we started this one, we recorded a little mini-sode before this where I, I just I said to everyone, uh, fuck Red Dead Redemption 2, play Baldur's Gate instead. Which I'm sure will be a very popular sentiment with all the real gamers out there. Good advice. Hell yeah. So, man, video games, everyone. Video games. Take them away. (laughs) For real. For real. Video games are over. We have an opinion on video games. Uh, It's a mystery what what they are, but uh, it might be found... A clue might be found in the title. Indeed. Do we have anything more to say about Red Dead Redemption 2, Boogie, or what have you? Because I would like to get to this very juicy bit. No, I mean, I haven't played it. I haven't really seen anything that much on it. It's mm. just ob- observing, you know, their <laughs> film crit Hulk had a really hilarious tweet thread of him. Like, I'm not even a, that big of a fan of that guy, but it was really funny. It just, like, him raging for, like, 36 hours about how much he hated that game. Uh, and then I guess Hulk smashed his PS4, and that was the end of that. Nice. Um, but that was also the, the, the conversation where uh, the the guy from Polygon, Chris Plant, was talking about how they don't even want to have anything to do with Metacritic or how, uh, you know, even reviews in general are just such a, like, weird-ass minefield because, you know, the enthusiast press uh dominates and is kind of just like absurd to try to deal with in general yeah i mean i would say that rock paper shotgun has honestly got doing the right thing in that they they don't give out fucking review scores i honestly think that's the best way to get around this issue of gamers losing their mind over a number because there are no gamers that have the attention span to read a full fucking review let's be honest here and so if you fucking are critical of red dead redemption 2 do it in a text format that they're going to not be able to parse because they're just looking for that number at the bottom and they want that number to be 10. Like, you could literally say anything in your review as long as the number at the bottom is 10. Giant Bomb is doing something interesting now where they still have it out of five stars um, and they still have, like, a write-up. But mm. the, it's they have, like, an element of it where... The review write-up comes from a discussion that they have. That's like a 40-minute kind of video discussion. It's like, you know, Jeff Gersman, uh, Brad Shoemaker, and whoever's doing the review is there. And mm-hmm. they're kind of just having like a back and forth. And like two of them are kind of like being very critical and asking questions um, kind of like from a you know, uh, a more interrogative space rather than they're just letting one person just kind of like spin off what he thinks. The one that I watched was for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And like, I'm probably not going to get that game. And I think from what I look at it, I'm going to disagree with what uh, Alex Navarro's take was it was. But I was having those other people pull that information out of him and ask him those questions made me appreciate his position so much more than just like, Hey, I like this. I like it when man goes stab. I like climbing on <laughs> the dicks. 
Um, is, to be fair, is, that would be what my reviews would be like. I like gun! Gun shoot bang bang bug dead. That's my review of Earth Defense Force 4.1, by the way. Highly recommended. Uh, 10 out of 10. This podcast is about to dissolve because I can't believe you just plagiarized my review of Starship Troopers. Fuck. Or Damn. For your EDF review. Wow. Cool space gun society. Not fascist at all. Cue the picture <laughs> of, like, the bullet going over somebody's head. <laughs> was, was, was that Sargon recently? Who was posting about Star Troopers and it was clear didn't understand? Basically, he said Starship's Troopers fascist system was great. Fuck. It's so, de- <laughs> it's so delightful. Good job, Sargon. Oh my fucking god, it's way worse than I remember it. Here it is. Karl Marx BTFO'd in Starship Troopers! so let's wrap things up i want to read first this delightful tweet from our lord and savior at drill on twitter and he says look i'm not saying that martin luther king jr was a gamer that would be ludicrous i'm simply saying that if games had existed at the time and then it trails off (laughs) oh my god and then uh one of the good follows I have at Cranbunitz, a very spooky druid on Twitter, <laughs> responds with this incredible, uh, this re- incredible screen cap from Oliver Campbell, where he says, "Watching the people and conversation within hashtag #Gamergate, it is actually the closest I've ever seen." All caps to MLK's dream in the world. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we're, bre- <laughs> we're breaking Matt. Oh. I think we broke Matt with uh, <laughs> with the criminal threat tweet. Yeah. I, I, I had something to bring up, and it's gone now. <laughs> I, I, I can't stop staring at this it's Oliver Campbell picture. It's like a black hole that just sucks you into the oh. void. I gotta, I gotta scroll up. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> oh, I was gonna bring the. Um, do you guys remember like Justin Bieber like gotten a bunch of shit like years ago because he was saying Anne Frank would have been a believer? Yeah, I remember that. You're like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, she was alive. She would have been a believer. <laughs> I mean, I think that we should start making grand statements like that about our podcast. And Frank, Frank. we're alive right now. She would fucking hate gamers. (laughs) What do you think Nelson Mandela listened to in prison? Our podcast sent from the future. (laughs) And now that we've had our own incredible hot takes, let's end this episode. So, Matt. Thank you for coming on the pod, first of all. It was a delight yeah, having a bunch, you man. here. Thank you for having me. Taking down Boogie once and for all, and talking about the completely rational, insane world of gamers and uh, how they respond to lower-than-average scores of their delicious treats, their video games. What I've learned about gamers is they don't like low numbers, and they might like Nazis. Who's to say? <laughs> 
So where can people find you and your great work on the internet? They can find us at www.youtube.com slash Brian and Matt or on Twitter at Brian and Matt, where if they at me, I will send them Garfield pornography. Oh, <laughs> excellent. That's a threat, I... not a promise. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. don't threaten me with a good full, time. Full caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a dope YouTube channel. I highly suggest uh, you check it out. It's very funny. Yeah. So what was the title of your, uh, your video starring Boogie? The first video was Boogie2988 in the Logical Sane Middle. An excellent video. We'll link it in the uh, podcast description. Uh, check it out if you want. And it's very memorable, very quotable. Uh, you will instantly be converted to the ways of centrism when you hear Boogie break down just how incredibly logical and sane the middle is. And uh, so, Reese, where can people find you and your great online content? You can follow me at your very good bud on Twitter, and uh, that's it. Nowhere else. Yes, and you can find the Twitter for the podcast at Vigatwato, where we are tweeting out the episodes and various gamer goofs and gaffs, and also just our opinions on old video games, which are very important. I'm sure you're aware. Where we will be posting things like. Uh, fuck the new cowboy game play Baldur's Gate instead or play Wizardry 1 instead people who beat Wizardry 4 4 are braver than the collective American troops in World War (laughs) 2 this is not a controversial take at all I do not expect to be added for this Wizardry Um, 4 is really fucking hard and you can also find our podcast website at Video games are the worst one word dot pinecast dot co. And please go to one of those goofy iTunes, Google, whatever sites and uh, rate us. Uh, it, it, I hear it helps us out. Mm. And uh, so I'm just going to say this every episode now. And we promise that if you give us less than a, <laughs> less than a 10 out of 10, <laughs> we will not lose our minds. I will. I, yeah. Matt will. I I gotta I'm gonna make a call of violence. <laughs> he will be the one responding to you with like true podcasters <laughs> will <laughs> will gang up on you and show you real <laughs> podcast attention. Matt oh, will visit the home of every person who reviews us four out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get you. And you can find me at eight Alton eight on Twitter or at Alton Plays on YouTube. So thank you very much for watching. We will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, everyone. Farewell. I don't know. how. What's the opposite of howdy, partner? Farewell, goofus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bye. Bye.